I have some more light? Yeah. I thought it was brighter than that before, I wasn't sure. Good morning, Akron Alliance. Today is Sunday, June 21st, 2020. And we are going live. It is 9.30 a.m. and welcome to Sunday School. Thank you for being here this morning. We're going to go ahead and get started uh, with uh, a musical selection um, while we wait for people to join us and get online with us. Walter, Hawk, Walter Hawkins and Donnie McClurkin uh, sing thank you. And uh, while we wait for people to get on, we'll go ahead and play that music. And uh, we'll be getting started right after that. Just can't get 
good morning. Walter Hawkins and Donnie McClurkin uh, singing thank you um, and we have a lot of reasons to be thankful part of the lyrics of that song uh, we're specifically talking about issues or problems we were having today uh, at that time where you didn't have any money or you didn't have a job and yet you still can be thankful uh, and that's a mindset that only Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit can give you uh, to be able to have those things. So, hello, Andersons. I see you there. Jasper, good morning. Uh, good morning, Bev. Um, um, we thank you for being here uh, this morning. We're going to go ahead and get into the program here uh, and uh, get started. We have some housekeeping issues to take care of and uh, just a brief interlude before we start the message, the lesson for Sunday school. Um, <clears throat> which is in Philippians, by the way. We're continuing in the book of Philippians, chapter 2, um, and we'll be covering verses 12 through 24. Housekeeping. Just as a reminder, uh, please remember uh, to give your tithes and offerings um, to the church. Uh, please keep that in mind as we do that. Uh, we do what's necessary to make sure that uh, we're doing what we can to be, remain faithful as far as supporting the church and giving, uh, paying the utilities and all those good things. Um, please do that. Um, we will have our drive-in worship service on the front lawn again today, uh, provided it's not too wet, which I don't know. We'll find out when we get there, um, But because uh, we had a pretty good rain yesterday, depending upon where we were. Um, it rained like crazy over here. Um, but if, if, if we have to be in the back, we'll be in the back. But either way, um, if you are giving your tithes and offerings, you would make sure to have... Um, uh, that's going to be on the side of the church by the front entrance. There's a box where you can drop it in if you're coming to church today. And I'll give the address later on today, uh, later on here, uh, before we sign off here, if you want to mail it. Um, the other thing, uh, just to keep in mind as well, too, is Pastor Gus's health. Uh, please keep him in prayer. Uh, we want to make sure that he has a full recovery. Uh, we do know that there are some things that are ahead for him to help to deal with uh, uh, what's going on. So I pray that you'll just continue to uh, remember him each day. Uh, keep him in prayer for comfort and rest as is needed. He will be speaking today, so uh, give him uh, pray for him in that endeavor as well too. Um, and with that in mind, those are the items that come to mind. And uh, you might have noticed that I'm a little bit darker than normal. I've been out in the sun quite a bit. Um, it's been uh, quite an interesting summer where we were able to get out and get some stuff done. Uh, for the yard and, and just being hanging out outside. It's really good to be able to do those things. Um, it's interesting how as you go out and you notice people who are out walking around, some of them have their masks on, some don't. A lot of them have masks on, by the way. Um, and it's a situation that none of us saw coming, uh, but we may have a change that we don't know if we're going to go back to go back to where we were or not. Um, this morning, on two different programs. Um, I just happened to catch this morning, uh, Dr. David Jeremiah and uh, Pastor Robert Jeffers uh, were speaking about the very same thing about the book of Revelation. In fact, Dr. Robert Jeffers referred to uh, Dr. David Jeremiah's talk about what would happen uh, during the time of tribulation uh, and during the time before that. Of course, he did mention that the rapture would, uh, he, they believe in pre-trib rapture, rapture, of course, but they, uh, we're mentioning that there are going to be different hardships and people were getting more inclined to hear messages like that now. We're, we're seeing that happening because we need to, we are reminded that perhaps we're going into a different phase in the end times uh, by what has taken place over the last few months. And really no one knows for sure. Uh, we, we don't know that that's the case or not. We know that we're in the end times per se, but we have to keep it in perspective that uh, even though these are the end times, there is still work to be done in ministry. There is still work for you to do in ministry. 
um, in spite of all the talk, the political talk or what's going on, there's still work for us to do. And one of those things is about making sure that we are conscious of what Jesus would have us to do through the power of the Holy Spirit in ministering to each and every one of us, encouraging the brothers and sisters, as well as speaking to those who don't know the Lord. Just don't lose sight of that. I think that's really what I wanted to try to say this morning. Don't lose sight of it. We know that we're in the end times, and we don't dwell on that as much as is important for us to now make sure that we are communicating to our brothers and sisters about the Lord Jesus Christ and speaking about the truth of the gospel. Because ultimately that's what matters more than anything else. Uh, that's what certainly matters. Um, with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and get started with uh, the lesson here, and that ties into our uh, book of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 12 through 24. Um, and good morning, Judy. Thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to go ahead with a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've given us to set aside to be able to gather together here online and be able to look at what your word has to say and how it speaks to us individually and as a group. We thank you, Lord, for the power of the Holy Spirit. You are not bound by any measures whatsoever. You can meet with us here online. You can meet with us in the church. You can meet with us wherever we happen to be. We are so thankful for that. We're thankful for your power. We're thankful for your teaching ability. We're thankful for your comfort. We're thankful for your reminders of what God's word has to say to us. And Lord, we pray that even in the midst of hearing things that we have heard before, that we learn something new, even in the midst of that, something we hadn't seen before. We always want to be sensitive to your teachings, and we always want to be teachable. And we thank you and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. That's the key, remaining teachable. And that's one thing that we've been emphasizing in our class, and we, we remind you that you don't know everything. Uh, you still have a lot to learn. I know I don't know everything. I don't uh, pretend to know everything, and I'm not going to say that I do, but we all want to be teachable. All right, Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 24. I'm going to read through that passage, and we're going to cover it. And we're going to cover it in such a way where we go back and look at uh, some of the items in detail as we go. So uh, thanks for being here. And with that in mind, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 24, and we will cover those passages. And just as a reminder, this is right after um, uh, Paul is speaking to the Philippian church about who Christ was and who Christ is. Um, and so here it is in verse 12. It says, Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. Verse 14. Do everything without grumbling and arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation among whom you shine like stars in the world by holding firm to the word of life. Then I can boast in the day of Christ that I didn't run or labor for nothing. Verse 17. But even if I am poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. In the same way, you should also be glad and rejoice with me. Now, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon so that I too may be encouraged by news about you. For I have no one else like-minded who will genuinely care about your interests. All seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know his proven character because he has served with me in the gospel ministry like a son with a father. Verse 23, Therefore I hope to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. I am confident in the Lord that I, might, that I myself will also come soon. Okay, so that's the passage, and it is rich with information, especially at, at the top of the passage. And I want to point out something that he mentioned, too, just really quick about Timothy that just came to mind. He mentioned about sending Timothy to be encouraged. Notice how he mentioned, too, that there wasn't anybody else that he could send. He could only send someone who was like-minded because there are still people who have their own interests 
and they don't want to follow Jesus Christ. I mention that to you because you need to be filters for information that comes out and make sure that whoever is speaking to you or teaching you and giving you information is doing so with the sincerity of following Jesus Christ. Not everyone is going to do that. And you don't want to be led astray by false teachings. And because false teachings happen all the time, I don't care what time of day it is, year it is, month, I don't care how old you are, I don't care how young you are, false teaching takes place all the time. You need to be uh, able to have discernment for what's being taught. And Paul is making it a point to tell the Philippian church that I'm sending Timothy because he's the only one that I know that can do exactly what needs to be done for you. And there are others who just don't have the intent. And I just kind of caught that, and I want to mention that to you, because it's important for you to discern even what you see on television when it comes to news or information, when it comes to even people teaching and claiming to teach the gospel of Christ. You need to make sure that you're hearing what Christ is saying and be that Acts 17.11 person that checks out what's being said to see if it's true. Okay, that's my little uh, infomercial. Let's move on. Let's go back to verse 12 in Philippians chapter 2. And it says, of course, Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now not only in my presence but even more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now, what does that mean? That means essentially um, something that it doesn't have to do with work, per se, as in doing work, but it does have to do with an internal struggle with who we are as individuals. We need to constantly do what? Wrestle what with, with what? Our sin. We have to wrestle with who we are in our fellowship with Jesus Christ. So in verse 12, it says, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, meaning that there needs to be a reverence for who God is. You need to look at what your life is all about and look at what you're into and make sure that you are doing everything you can to say, Lord, I am, thank you and I understand that you have saved me for all eternity. But I still have work to do to make sure that I am being obedient to you in all aspects of my life. And that's something that's very important for us to see and understand. Um, if it was following the part about living a humble life and attitude of Jesus Christ in this passage. So you want to live in unity with the body of Christ by eliminating anything that will cause separation. Anything that would cause division or discord. Now, this might be mildly controversial. I don't know if it is really or not. But this goes back to what I just said about having discernment. Discernment for who you're following. Discernment for who is teaching you. Discernment for what the word is that's being preached. If you detect in any way, shape, or form that someone is speaking to you or teaching that's going to cause division or discord or separation from what you understand about the Lord Jesus Christ, you absolutely need to get rid of that. Get it out of your life. Don't allow it to fester. Don't allow... Remember, Satan, in all different kinds of ways, tries to deceive you. And deception is rampant. Deception is rampant today. There's all kinds of things that will try to get our focus off of Christ and put our focus on the world, the world's values, the world's understanding of things. That's the challenge that we all have. We need to make sure that we're not doing those things. Working out your salvation with fear and trembling. The Philippian Christians needed to learn about being obedient to Christ because simply Paul wasn't there in their presence. He had to write a letter to remind them of this. In the absence of Christian leaders and teachers, we have to focus our attention on Jesus Christ to avoid being sidetracked. Wow, being sidetracked. That is what we have to always keep in mind. How much has happened to us in this year alone since March? We've had the coronavirus. We've had, we know it's basically a pandemic, which means it's a worldwide event. So this is not just for uh, Akron, Ohio. This is for the world. And now we have the uh, situation with uh, George Floyd and the protests that have come out from that. We've had all the different distractions that have taken place with rioting and people losing their businesses, people being impacted that way, um, to even what's happening today where you have anarchy in some parts of the country. Now, just so you know, all of this is a distraction. It's a distraction from who focusing on who Jesus Christ is. 
There's nothing that gets past him, and there's nothing here, here that is not strange to him. So we need to understand that these are all ways that we can be sidetracked if we are not aware of Satan's doings. And if we are not aware or focused on prayer, that's why it's very important for us, and I'll talk about that in a minute, about prayer, where it's very important for us to stay focused exactly on what, where we need to be as believers in Jesus Christ. Focus on Jesus. Focus on his word. Focus on his teachings. He's told us in Matthew about the times that we're going to be living in, the times that are ahead. He's told us that there's going to be difficulty. He's told us in Matthew, if you look at that, back in, in, in chapter 23, 24, he tells us about those end times. He tells us these things are going to occur. So none of this should be weird or strange to you if you look at it as specifically in comparison to what he's teaching us. He's told us about wars and rumors of wars. He's told us about all these different things. And understand that these are things that we should not be completely weirded out about. I mean, we're going to get nervous. We're going to see things that we don't like to see. We're going to see things that are certainly tough to look at, certainly tough to understand. But we need to go back to and look to who it is that we are looking at for our guidance. Uh, and that is Jesus Christ. Verse 13, it says, uh, back in Philippians 2:13, For it is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. You could do a whole sermon on that one verse uh, about what God is doing and working within you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. We all have a purpose. We've determined that. We all have a reason to be here. And that reason is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And he wants to work within us through the power of the Spirit to do these things. So we need to understand that we are working out our salvation in fear and trembling. God is working within us to help us in that work. Help us in that effort to make sure that we're looking at those things. And how do we do that very thing? In order for us to be like Christ, we have to train ourselves to think like Christ. Think like him. Think in such a way where he looks at what's going on and you know, basically he says, yep, I'm aware of it. I know of it. And understand that I have a plan. I have a plan to bring people to a saving knowledge of me. And that's exactly what Christ is doing. He wants us to change our desires, the things that we are involved in, to be more like Christ. And in order to do that, we need to have the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. I've got a verse I want to look at real quick here. It's Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. Philippians 1, 19. And I want you to understand that that's something that we've covered last, uh, a couple of lessons ago. It says, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. The key word there is prayers. Prayer. In order for you to communicate with God, what do you have to do? You have to pray. You're praying for an outcome. You're praying for enlightenment. You're praying for guidance from him on how to do this very thing about doing this work, working things out. You have to have the mindset of Christ. Christ gave us the example of prayer in John 17. He gave us the example of how he prayed to the Lord, and he prayed for an outcome, uh, whatever that outcome was, but he wanted to make sure that God was glorified in that outcome. And that's exactly what we need to be doing as well, too. We need to understand that it's important for us to be faithful Christians, remain obedient to God's word, and serve him in ways of sacrificial service, unselfish service. That's exactly what we are called to do. That's what we need to be looking to do. Often it is doing God's will that will gain the desire to do it. Uh, and let's take a look, and let's jump ahead to Philippians 4. Verse 8 and 9. These passages are so rich... And so loaded, I mean, if you look at all of the epistles that, all the letters that Paul wrote uh, to the churches and to the different people that he met with, 
there is so much richness in all of this that we really need to draw upon. It says in verse 8 of Philippians 4, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And then verse 9, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace be with you. So what it's basically giving us emphasis on here is about in order to gain the desire to do God's will, we have to live in such a way where we are thinking like Christ. And we're looking at what's true, what's honorable, what's just, what's pure, what's lovely. You know what happens when you dwell in negativity over and over again? It just becomes a disaster. When you, get, when you look at what's happening in the world today, all you can think of is negativity, negativity. I'm helpful, I'm thankful, even for the commercials that show people at home who are finding ways to blow off steam and get exercise or do whatever and spend time with their families. Those are honorable things. Those are delightful things. Those are things that we should remain focused on. Focus on your family. Focus on the health of yourself and your, your spouse. Focus on what's going on in your own household. Look at those things that are honorable. Family is honorable. Dwelling on those things that take the focus off of what the world is doing and going back to those things, think about those things. Think about doing those things to help bolster you up and make you uh, give you a, an outlook that is much more positive than what the world will ever present. Remember, Satan wants to divide you and give you what I would say is something that... Um, is going to deter you from wanting to serve him because you're dwelling on too much negativity. Satan wants to deter you from serving Christ, excuse me, because of negativity. That's what I meant to say. Didn't say it very well, but I heard myself say it and I wanted to correct it. So Satan wants you to focus on what's negative and wants you to focus on him rather than focus on Jesus Christ. And that, at the end, after all is said and done, that's exactly what he does. So what do we need to be doing? Being prayerful and focusing on those things that are good. And verse 14, going back to Philippians chapter 2, says that, Do everything without grumbling and arguing, so that you may be blameless and pure, children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverse, perverted generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world, by holding firm to the word of life. Now, I love that phrase, shine by stars, shining as stars. That's kind of what the message is for this particular Sunday school lesson. Shining like stars. Um, and you have to understand that the first thing I thought of whenever I see something like that is the song written by Maurice White with Earth, Wind, and Fire, Shining Star. And I actually went back and looked at the history of that to see if he, in fact, even pulled from this verse. And I said, no, it, he didn't. He, he looked up in the sky and he saw a bunch of stars and he was inspired by that. But it's based upon the same premise that you are to shine like stars in the world. Shining stars. Uh, and that's something that we don't think about very often. But if we are light in a dark world, it makes perfect sense that we are to shine, shine like stars by holding firm to the word of life. Holding firm. In other words, don't let your testimony get watered down because you are not truly trusting and having faith in Jesus Christ. Staying firm with what is being taught. Very, very important for us to do that. We do live in a dark and depraved world. We see that every day. We are reminded of this at all times. So we need to understand that we want to be blameless in a crooked and perverse generation. Take, take a look real quick, please, at Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5. Because if we're going to live according to God's standard, we have to live in such a way where we understand that there are things we need to do. And it, it basically mirrors exactly what I said before about how we, we are to emulate Christ. It says in Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering 
and service to God. Just in the same way, imitating God, living in such a way as Christ did, making sacrifices of service for us, because what is it? What are we? A fragrant offering. A fragrant offering and service for God. And in that, we will be lights that shine in a dark world. We have a dark and depraved world, and transform lives is what we want to represent before people. People don't, people truly do get weirded out when they see how people just are looking to Christ and are not responding to the world. And I'm okay with weirding people out with that. I'm okay with giving them that discomfort that we, as believers in Jesus Christ, are living in such a way where we're not allowing distractions of the world to make us do something or say something that is out of character with God. We need to be lights for Christ. That's our role. That is what we are called to do. That is why we are here. That is our purpose. That is our purpose, to serve the Lord Jesus Christ in that way. So we need to see that and understand that we are doing it in such a way, holding firm to the word of life and going back to the passage in verse 16, that I can boast in the day of Christ that I didn't run or labor for nothing. What we do is not in vain. Amen and amen. It is worthy of us to go out and do what is necessary. We need to absolutely make sure that what we're doing is not in vain. And... It's interesting, we sometimes need to be told to make sure that we're doing what we should be doing even though a teacher is not in front of us. Even though we're not in front of the church or going to a sermon, once we leave, we're on our own. We have to account for our own behaviors. We have to account for what we do before others. And even as we go to the store, go to the grocery store, go to to Lowe's or go and do things that we've done and we're still encountering other people who are, in many ways, unnerved and perhaps even frightened. And some are, some are, you know, doing, going through motions and doing what needs to be done. But we are going to encounter people who are just unnerved and frightened, and they don't like this whole thing that's happening right now. And no, and nor should anyone, you know. I mean, I, I wear a mask because it's necessary to do so. I, I want to be safe and make sure that I'm taking care of my wife and my mother, my mother-in-law who lives here with us. But I don't like wearing a mask. There's nothing to like about it. It's something that we have to do uh, for the time being. And, and who knows how long that time being is. Now, that's the other thing, too. So it's not about liking what you're doing. It's about sacrificing for other people and sacrificing for the good and showing people that you truly do care for them. And that's a testimony that goes back to what I said before about doing what's honorable, doing what's right, doing what's good. Uh, for your own family. Uh, those are all things that are honorable. That's the things that you should focus on and always keep those things in mind. And I'll just mention this one more time, and I've even mentioned this to the people that report to me at work. Turn off the news. Um, it, there comes a point where you, you get just enough information to know what's going on, but turn off the news. If there's negativity that's just being spouted over and over again on the news, um, that's not going to help you necessarily be uh, a child of God. Uh, because you're being filtered with all kinds of negativity. So I'm just telling you that, you know, this is the world system. This We're in the world, and so we're in Satan's domain. Don't forget that. Don't rely upon information that you get from every source, anywhere you hear it, thinking that it's going to be beneficial for you. It's not going to be beneficial for you. We, we already know that because we already know who to listen to, who not to listen to. So just keep that in mind as you are trying to honor Christ, to focus on what is positive, and not dwell on what is negative. I didn't say never listen to negative information because we need information to be able to function properly. But there comes a point where enough is enough. Make that distinction. And, you know, the Spirit will help you with that if you rely upon the Spirit, frankly. So uh, that's the thing that I want you to see. So getting back to the passage in Philippians 2, um, time is good. Just want to make sure we're on, on track here as far as time is concerned. So we've talked about shining like stars in the world, holding firm to the word of life, that you didn't run or labor for nothing. Now, verse 17, but even if I am poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you, with all of you. In the same way, you should also 
uh, have be glad and rejoice with me. Now, Paul, as I have mentioned before in previous lessons, Paul is hopeful that he gets out. Paul is, and that is even conveyed at the end of this passage where he says that, to try to encourage the church. But Paul, uh, if, if you're looking at what he's saying, he's being honest here also saying, there's a good chance that I might not get out, that I may be poured out as a drink offering, which means I'm going to die. But yet he is expressing his contentment in that, knowing that he had helped the Philippians learn what it was to live for Christ. His teaching was continuing, but he had said what needed to be said to that church. And that is exactly what we should be doing as well, too. We need to make sure that we are living for Christ. That's exactly what's most important right now. No matter what happens to us, we're living for Christ, totally committed to serving Christ. And we're doing that in that commitment to live for Christ, that we are, in fact, making sure that we are encouraging others and sacrificing to build the faith of others because there's a reward that is coming. That's what we're being conveyed to remember here. A passage I wanted to look at in this section in reference to uh, Romans, uh, pardon me, is Romans chapter 15, verse 16. Romans 15, 16. And when I read this passage in looking at this, first of all, it was about conveying God's grace to be able to do ministry. We are, he, is, he has been gracious enough to give us what we need to do to be ministers of his faith. Romans 15:16 to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. And that word Gentile, you have to understand where this is coming from. Jews preaching Gentiles is essentially the, the message here. And what that reminds me of is that we all come from God, but we all have in many ways different faiths or different beliefs. And some of those beliefs are in, uh, for example, if you look at atheists, atheists just believe uh, in themselves as personal gods rather than and they say that there is no God, so they rely upon themselves. But everybody worships something. Um, Catholics have their faith. Muslims have their faith. Uh, Hindus have their faith. And there are people who are, some are just agnostic or don't really go to church or don't really give it a whole lot of thought. And that may be because it's just the world this, the world that. That's where they come from. But that shouldn't deter you from doing exactly what you need to do for the love of Jesus Christ. Um, there have been many stories of Muslims becoming Christians. There have been stories of Catholics declaring uh, Jesus Christ as Lord. There have been many stories of people who have been of different faiths and recognize the value of serving one, the one and only Lord Jesus Christ, as personal Savior. Please continue to teach and be a minister to everyone. When we say the Gentiles here, that's referred to in this passage. I'm just lumping in everyone who's not a Jew. And even, even Jews, by the way, have come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Those are the Messianic Jews that we refer to. And you have to understand something. I see people talk online all the time, and they talk about following God and following this and following that. And it's hard to get into depth with people like that. You're not going to be able to do a whole lot with social media and communicating with people. But you can speak personally with your life before other people on the importance of following Jesus Christ. I, I would love for everyone to know who knows me that know that I follow Christ. And that's all I'm concerned about. If they know that I follow Christ, that's a testimony in itself. And whatever else comes out after that, praise God for that. That's what you want. You want to make sure you're a minister of Christ to the Gentiles. All right, the last section in... Uh, Philippians uh, chapter 2 verses 19 through 24 are, are talking specifically about Timothy and Timothy being sent to the church to encourage the church because Paul can't go. He's in prison. And we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier because it's important for us to understand the value, first of all, of having a mentorship and mentoring people who follow, who, who you respect and know are following Christ mentoring others. This is what we need to make sure that we're doing. When we're having communication with other people, we make sure we're communicating the gospel and information and that they are receptive to it and that you can entrust them to be mentors to other people as well. 
That's important for us to see. Look at verse 19 once again. Now, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon so that I, may, that I too may be encouraged by news about you. And you have to understand, the news communicated back and forth. It was delayed for different reasons, but most of those things are you, know, you have to write letters to people. You know, there was no Internet back then. You couldn't just send something, an email to somebody. So the communication was delayed, but even Paul wanted to be encouraged by Timothy going to the church and, and knowing that, hey, there's good news here. These guys are still doing exactly what you would have them to do. And notice that what it says again in verse 20, for I have no one else like-minded who will genuinely care about your interests. Verse 21, all seek their own interests, not those of Christ Jesus. But you know his proven character because he has served with me in the gospel ministry like a son with a father. So we see that there's a definite advantage to making sure that you're mentoring someone so that you can send them, you can trust them to speak the truth about Jesus Christ. And if there's correction that needs to be made in the process for that person, make the correction. Help them along so that they learn and understand exactly what the truth is. If you're not certain about something, what should you be doing? You should be praying about the truth. Praying that the Spirit gives you the information that's helpful so that you can indeed mentor other individuals. That's exactly what needs to be done here. So, Timothy was an apprentice of Paul in ministry and was loyal to him. That's hard to find. It is hard to find people who are loyal. Um, how often have we seen even examples in, in our own families or people's different families when it comes time to take care of a loved one like a parent and you have a loyal person where it falls upon one individual and the others brothers and sisters of yours or whoever they are and you're like what happened to them where they disappeared you don't know where they are loyalty is something that is very very rare unfortunately these days it doesn't happen very often and we need to understand that it's hard to find people who are loyal it's you sometimes find out about people even over time are they really loyal or are they really serving their own self-interests and sometimes you won't find that out until it's uh, very late in the game so loyalty is something that I want to be uh, committed to I want to be loyal and faithful and serve my church and serve my pastor and do whatever I can to help him and that is something that you need to be looking to do as well too to make sure that you are finding people in your life that are loyal to you and will help you and to be able to do those things necessary to serve Christ that's what it comes down to um, there is a passage I want to look at in relation to not serving your own interests but those of Jesus Christ go to Romans 12 10 Romans 12 10 There are a lot of different statements in Romans chapter 12, but I want to circle in on this particular passage here. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Now, you need to read that passage very carefully because it's something that we need to make sure that we're not just doing something to look like we're better than someone. We're doing it because we want to honor Christ first and foremost. And we need to make sure that we are going out of our way. Going out of our way is what this is really trying to say to us, to make sure that we're honoring other people. Saying kind words to people. Loving one another with brotherly affection means we are going out of our way to make sure that people are being attended to, even in our own midst, in our own church, that we are making sure that people are affirmed by the work that they are doing. We are making sure people are are truly focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when we say outdo one another, it's not that we're outdoing it because we want to you know, get the better of somebody. Nothing like that at all. We want to make sure that we're doing those things to focus on what's right and what's true and going out of our way to say kind words. Remember, you don't know how everyone's feeling. You don't know what everyone is going through. Everyone may not be having a great time right now. There are some people who I, I will challenge you are having a terrible time right now because every day they're being bombarded because they're not turning off that TV and they're focusing on those things that are, are negative and it's very, very hard. And so we need to go out of our way to encourage people and say kind words to them as well too. I've been thinking about you and, and, and make sure that the words you say are sincere words. Don't just say it and don't do it. If you're saying you're praying for someone and you're looking 
uh, to see someone come out of something, don't just say it for the sake of saying it. Say it because you mean it and because you're doing it. Please understand that's very important. We don't need, just like we've, we've heard stories about fake news, fake news, what's real, what's true. We don't need fake Christianity. We don't need fake Christians. We need people who are saying things and actually meaning them and doing those very things. We don't need someone saying, oh, I was thinking about you the other day. You ain't thought nothing about somebody. We don't need that. You need to be truthful. You need to be truthful about where you are. And if you're truly focusing on what Christ is having you to do about loving one another with brotherly affection, it's going to come naturally because the Spirit is going to know that you are sincere in your efforts. You don't have to fake. You don't have to pretend. If you're having a bad day, you can share with people, I'm not having a great day. I need you to pray for me. Just be honest about who you are. Be sincere. Praise the Lord. That's a great, that's the word, sincerity. And the way that we're being sincere, and it's going to be in another study I'm going to be doing in, in a couple of weeks, uh, it's going to be about being humble. Uh, I'll share this very quickly, too. Uh, one of, one of, many of our companies are involved with uh, being sincere now about what's happening in the world today when it comes to race, race relations. Um, and this goes much deeper than just the present-day protests it goes back to how people were raised, what they were exposed to, giving people information about uh, things that are appropriate to say, inappropriate to say, how people are being treated, how people are being slighted. Um, there's all kinds of conversation, and it's going to come right down to a lot of us just have to humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. We need to humble ourselves before the Lord. And even if you don't know the Lord, everybody knows what humility is because everybody know, has a conscience. And everybody understands that that conscience needs to be a guide as far as what's going on in life. And these are people who don't know the Lord yet and understand that the Spirit's not involved. But that's going to be some of the discussions I'm going to be having with people in, in my place of employment. And I pray that you continue to have those conversations with people as well, too. It's not about uh, pointing fingers at someone else. It's about looking at what you're doing. And looking at what you're doing as far as your service for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's really what it comes down to. So be humble in your approach. And Paul is being humble in his approach and his speaking to the church. And finally in verse 23. Therefore I hope to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. I am confident in the Lord. I myself might also come soon. And you know Paul was in prison. He was either awaiting a trial because he preached about Christ. And he's telling the Philippians that, you know, once the court makes a decision, he's going to see what's happening. He's going to make sure that Timothy goes out and talks to them about what happened with him in prison. And But the bottom line, though, we need to see here is that whether he lives or dies, the most important thing that's taken place is that he is encouraging them to continue to follow Christ. We have had to deal with over the past few years, all of us have had to deal with someone who's died or someone who hasn't lived uh, because of illness or whatever it is. And I'm thankful my mom is still here. She's doing fine, by the way. She's uh, still she doesn't like her vitals taken, and and so but but she is she ha all of her vitals are normal and everything is going well with her. But she's still alive. She's still here, and in that is a testimony. Even in her condition, there's a testimony. And so, whether we live or die, though, it's most important for us to follow Christ. Uh, I love that Psalm 23 is a very good reminder to us about how to live for Christ. And it talks about how you are going to be going through dark times and difficult times. And yet, Jesus Christ uh, is with you in the power of the Holy Spirit wherever you go. Down the darkest alley, uh, down the darkest pathways... Christ is with you. And we're reminded in verse 2 uh, of Psalm 23 about how he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Green pastures, quiet waters, those are all uh, statements about experiencing peace at a very tough and difficult time. Experiencing peace. Do you know peace right now? Are you experiencing peace in your life right now? Peace is what we all want, and Jesus is the one that gives us this peace through the Spirit. 
That's what we need to understand here, and we need to make sure that we're just following truth, not getting distracted, focusing on God's grace that we can minister on his behalf, shining like stars in the world. And these are uh, passages, this particular passage, that's, that's back in verse 15 again of Philippians 2. Shining like stars in the world, holding firm to the word of life. If we aren't holding on to the word of life in, in any way in a firmness, we're going to struggle. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a tough time. So we're going to go ahead and close out because I see that time has just run by, but I, I hope that you got a lot out of this and we're going to move forward here. So let's go ahead and close out in prayer, say a final announcement, and we'll sign off from here. And if you can join us later on for a live stream uh, of our drive-in worship service, we'd love to have you. Father, we just thank you for your teachings. We thank you for your teachings through Paul and Philippians about the importance of truly focusing on you, living and serving as Christ, thinking as Christ would have us to think, living in such a way where we are truly sacrificing before others. We are doing a sacrifice not just of who we are, but of even of praise for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for those teachings. We thank you for the reminder that we are to shine like stars in a dark world. Lord, we know that the world is in a great deal of turmoil. There is indeed uncertainty, and that's exactly what Satan wants. Lord, help us to rise above all of that, no matter what is happening, and remind us of your green pastures and calming waters that you give us by just fellowshipping and looking to you. We thank you for these things, Lord. We ask them in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We're going to sign off in a couple of minutes. I just want to remind everyone about making sure that we are uh, giving our tithes and offerings to the church. Uh, thank you for doing those very things. Uh, please remember, if you want to mail uh, your tithe and offering, it's Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. And we also remind you, if you are coming to the uh, service, it's going to be hot. Uh, wear comfortable clothing. The temperature is going up. It's a little bit humid as well, too. About 11 o'clock, it's supposed to feel like 85 degrees. Uh, so make sure that you're dressed accordingly. Um, we will do the uh, live stream of the drive-in worship service as well, too. Uh, whether it's on the front lawn or in the back, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll be there for it. Um, we ask that you just continue to pray for our church and pray for what's going on. Please also keep in mind, too, that um, uh, we value your prayers. Uh, the elders, the deaconesses, all the individuals who are serving in the church who are not actively in the church right now because we're not able to go back in. That time will come soon. We're going to enjoy the weather right now and, and worship outside. Praise the Lord. So be prepared accordingly. If you need to bring an umbrella to shield yourself from the sun, if you're out in the sun, please do so. It's very warm. Um, as you can tell by looking at me, I've been out in the sun, and uh, I look a lot different than I did a couple, three weeks ago. Uh, so, um, hey, it is what it is. Um, thank you for being with us this morning. Um, I ask that you just be with us next Sunday. We will be on live and online just like we have this week. And, Pretty much every week from here on out, that's how church is going to be from now on. Uh, we need to be able to communicate with each other online as well, too. Thank you. We just give praise to the Lord Jesus Christ for all that he's doing for us and for us as a church as well, too. And so with that in mind, thanks for being with us. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.